Why do you believe what you believe when it comes to spiritual matters? Now, you might say, I don't believe in God. I'm not spiritual. Maybe you're an atheist, agnostic. And I want you to ask this question. Why do you believe what you believe? Is there evidence for what you believe in? You know, for Christians, we believe that there is a God. We believe that there's a creator. But I'll admit, there are days when I have my doubts. There are days when I'm like, where is God? Like, where's the evidence? This past weekend, I got to see the Buffalo Bills, my football team, come back from some adversity. There, a week before, they had been playing a Monday night football game, and one of the players, DeMar Hamlin, ended up having a cardiac arrest. His heart stopped on the field, and they had to do resuscitation, CPR, defibrillator for about nine minutes to get him back so he could just live. Eventually, they, had to, they took him to the hospital, where he stayed in the hospital for many, many days. And Well, eventually, he started to recover, and they were able to take the breathing tube out, which allowed the Buffalo Bills organization to take kind of a a breath of fresh air. And Bills fans, we wondered, like, how is the team going to respond to this? Are they going to be able to focus so that they can have their last game? They had a last game against the New England Patriots where the Bills were competing for seeding in the playoffs. They could be number two if they won. I wondered, how are they going to respond? Well, if you didn't get to see the game, the Bills received the opening kickoff, and on that first play, they scored a touchdown, took it back for a a kick return. Amazing, amazing. After the game, Josh Allen was being interviewed. He's the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, and they said, Josh, you know, DeMar's, his number's number three. Number three's been talking about a lot, how you're doing this for number three. Did you realize that you you had three touchdowns today? And, and, And the Bills defense, they had three interceptions. In a press conference after the game, Josh Allen, um, he choked up. When, when reporters were asking him about that play, like, what, 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 what did that mean to you? And he, he said, man, it was, it was spiritual. He said, I, I was going around to my, my teammates telling them, like, God is real. Like, you can't write up this script. And then, then he said, you know, one of the other uh, coaches in our organization, he said, you know that it's been three years and three months since the last time the Bills scored on a a kickoff return? Is that reason to believe in God or is that just a coincidence? That's something I've kind of been wrestling with all week because I'll admit there are times in my life where I'm like, okay, that seems to be like God, but I don't don't know. I'm not going to put all of my faith in those kind of coincidental happenings, but I mean, I'm going to choose to believe it's God. I, I hope God's on the side of the Buffalo Blues, at least for that moment, okay? At least shining down, saying, hey, I, I hear your prayers. I'm with DeMar. I want him to get better. But I hope that our faith in God is anchored to something a little bit more solid than just some circumstances in our life. Because life circumstances will, be, will come and go, and there are going to be good times, and there are going to be bad times. And so especially in those bad times, what's our faith going to rely on? I want to talk a little bit about that in this devotional video. When I was in college, I had a professor who used to talk about faith. He would say, faith is not wishful thinking, okay? It's not just, you know, a wish fulfillment. You hope this is true. No, faith is trust based upon sufficient evidence is what he would say. It's faith, or it's trust based upon sufficient evidence. So it's not a leap in the dark. It's not, I hope this is true, but there's evidence, reason to believe. Well, what's that evidence? I just want to 
share five reasons for why I believe in God through this devotional video. Number one is because the universe exists. Sometimes it's referred to as the cosmological argument for God. The question goes, why is there something rather than nothing? Why is there something rather than nothing? Hebrews 11 says this. Hebrews 11, 3 says, By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible, which in the first century was counterintuitive, countercultural for, for a lot of people, especially in a Greek world. A lot of Greek philosophers, Greek thinkers believe that matter is all that existed, right? They observed, just like we observe today, that matter cannot be created nor destroyed. So a lot of people in the Greek world said the universe is all that has ever existed, kind of like what Carl Sagan would say, he said, the great cosmologist, he said, the cosmos is all that is, all that ever was, and all that ever will be. Just, most scientists up until about the 1950s believed that the universe has just always existed. That there is no reason to believe in God because there was no creation. There was always, the universe has always ex- existed. Matter has always existed. But then scientists began to see that actually the universe is expanding. Then they wound back the clock and they started to think, well, doesn't that mean that there was a time where there wasn't anything? And then all of a sudden, boom, it came into existence. And that's that's why it's expanding. Yes. And so that's led to what oftentimes is referred to as the Big Bang Theory. Yes, that there was a point in history where everything came into existence. And that's what the Bible says. And that's what the, the book of Hebrews is saying. That we, by faith, we believe that there's a God who created everything. That was the cause of it all. In the first century, not everyone believed it, but these people who were followers of Jesus, who were, had belief in God, they believed it because Genesis 1-1 says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And so if you ever begin to struggle with doubt, like does God even exist? Ask yourself, why is there something rather than nothing? Why is there something rather than nothing? As the book of Hebrews said, what's visible was made from that which was invisible. So the cause has to be something immaterial, something spiritual, something that's not physical, something outside of itself to bring it into existence. So just think, why is there something rather than nothing? I think the most reasonable explanation is it's God, spiritual being outside of time, space, and matter. Number two, my second argument that I have to rely on, I have to go back to, is the cosmo, or sorry, the teleological argument. It's the argument from design. All around us, we see that there is a design to the universe, from from the the complexity of a cell to the laws of nature that holds everything together that allows us to live on this planet. Romans 1.20 puts it this way, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. Yes, many scientists, even secular scientists who don't believe in God, they'll admit, they say the universe looks like it's been designed. It's been finely tuned to support life here on earth. How is that possible? Well, it's because there's a designer, because there is someone who put it into motion and planned it out, just like you might write software code or you might write a book. It's information. Where did that information come from? It came from a mind. It came from someone who was intelligently designing that code or that book to put it all together. 
There's that order in our universe. Where did it come from? I believe it came from a creator, a mind, God. Third argument is the moral argument. This is the argument that says, really, is there any objective moral truth, any objective moral standard that we're all held accountable to? Romans 2 puts it this way. Indeed, when Gentiles, who Gentiles mean you know, non-Jewish people, who do not have the law, do by nature's things required by the law, they are a law for themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show that the requirements of the law are written on their hearts. Their consciences also bearing witness and their thoughts sometimes accusing them and at other times even defending them. And so what's about God's word saying? He says every one of us has some sort of objective, you know, right or wrong standard that, you know, we might not always agree on what is right and wrong, but we conclude we can, we have something in our heart that says there's right and there's wrong. There's evil and there's good. And when somebody um, breaks that standard Something inside of us says, that's not right, right? We call out for justice when we see something wrong. Where does that sense of justice come from? Where does that sense of right or wrong come from? Objectively, above all of us, is an objective, transcendent lawgiver, and that's God. That's a very simple overview of the moral argument. The fourth argument that I have to go back to is Jesus. Who is Jesus? What, what, was he the son of God? Did he perform miracles? Did he rise from the dead? Colossians 1, 15 says that he is the image of the invisible God. He's the image of the invisible God. So even though we can't see God, man, we, we get to see Jesus in scripture. We get to learn from the people who sit shoulder to shoulder with him and walked with him, learn from him, and they tell us about his life. And they tell us that he fulfilled Old Testament prophecies they, they, they teach us about how he performed miracles and how he predicted his own death, burial, and resurrection. So he gives me reason to believe that, yes, there is a God. My fifth fifth argument that I have to go back to is personal experience. I mean, it's kind of like the Buffalo Bills. What they experienced this and this past weekend and seeing for themselves, okay, a, an encounter with the Creator Hebrews 11.6 puts it this way, and without faith, it's impossible to please God. For those, for anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So I just remind myself of personal experiences, oftentimes about answers to prayers, about ways that he has shown up in my life in a powerful way. And I say, that just didn't seem like it's just a coincidence. That seemed like there was some supernatural intervention there when he provided, when he healed, when he directed. I imagine you probably have some personal experience as well. So when those days, when those days of doubt begin to come into your heart, into your mind, rely on those five reasons. Maybe you have more, but those are my five. And hopefully you'll be encouraged to remind yourself in the darkness, even when it doesn't seem like he's there, oh, he's there. And he can listen. he's listening to you. He's not far. He's close. So let's reach out to him today in faith and know that our faith isn't wishful thinking. It's, it's, it's trust based upon sufficient evidence. And maybe there's somebody in your life right now who you could share some of these arguments with. Maybe there's someone right now who's, who's struggling in their faith. And you can share these five arguments just to help them kind of wrestle with and think through, yeah, 
if there isn't a God, like then where did the universe come from? You know, if there isn't a, a God, why is it looked like the universe is so finely tuned? If there isn't a God, where does moral objective standards of right and wrong come from? Who is Jesus? And maybe maybe invite him to have a personal encounter with Jesus as you pray together, as you read scripture together, as they learn to rely on God as you do. All right, that's my challenge for us today. Hopefully that was encouraging. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you that you are there. Even in the days where it's hard to see it, help us to trust you, to rely on you, to experience you in a fresh and new way. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.